This podcast is presented by Genius Sports, driven to deliver the difference. Experience the power and excitement of live events with Ticket Smarter. You can find seats to more than 125,000 live events, including sports, concerts, and theater shows on TicketSmarter.com. Ticket Smarter is also a proud partner of the Mac. Think smarter. Think Ticket Smarter. to the call to action podcast uh today we are joined by a very special guest uh we we have one of our hall of fame inductees uh for the 2023 class uh that it, we're very excited to be bringing in this year's class and today we have uh former buffalo women's basketball player courtney brown courtney thanks for joining us and how are you today? i'm doing well thanks for having me Absolutely. So, I mean, I guess I'll start right off the bat. Um, you got that call from me uh, a couple weeks ago telling you you're in the Mac Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, what What went through your mind getting that call? Um, shock, I think, to begin with. I was like, wow, this is crazy. Um, I guess when I first started at Buffalo, I never really thought that I would achieve, like, all these great accolades and that I would be in this position. Um and I don't know. I was just thinking in my mind, like, it's an amazing opportunity. I'm going into a class with some amazing people. So I'm very humbled about that. But it's just a super, super cool thing that happened. Yeah, no, no. And congrats again from not only, uh, you know, University of Buffalo, but uh, everyone at the MAC and the committee and everything. I, I want to take this all the way back. Just uh, you're from Cleveland or the Cleveland area, uh, went to Solon. Uh, high school yep. just when when did you kind of start to say hey I want to play the game of basketball so it didn't take me till like almost my junior year at Solon um, I was really really short <laughs> when I was a freshman and then I hit a huge growth spurt between my sophomore and junior year um, I initially thought I was going to be a cross-country runner uh, believe it or not for like the first two years of my high school career and then um, I had a coach come in, new coach, Julie Solis. And she's like, you know, you could be really good at basketball. Um, you've got the length for it. You've got the height for it now. And you really determined. So she brought me out. I did tryouts and everything. And at first I was like, mm, you know what? This is really not what I enjoy. And then, like, I, I started playing more and more. And I just slowly fell in love with it. And by the end of my junior year, I was like, no, this is, this is a sport for me. Nice, nice. And and uh, I guess the next question right from there, I know it's not too far away, but uh, take me through the process of how you became a, a Buffalo Bull and just, you know, what, what interested you about going to University of Buffalo? Well, the first thing is that it was my mom's rival school. Um, she went to <laughs> Niagara Falls and played basketball there. Okay. <laughs> that was the first step. Um, now, the, the second step is... Um, I really, really was interested in a school that had both uh, academically strong and engineering and a good basketball program uh, and a basketball program I felt that I can grow in. And uh, Buffalo offered both of those opportunities. You know, um, Coach Mack sat down and discussed with me about how I can 
be a dual athlete. I could do engineering. I could play basketball at a high level. Um, and she really believed in that and really believed in me. And I bought into that. And that's how I ended up at Buffalo. Um, and I'm so happy I made that decision to go there. It was a great program. Sure. And, and uh, I mean, talk a little bit about um, kind of maybe one of your favorite moments. Do you have a favorite moment? Do you have something that sticks out during your time at Buffalo? Oh, my gosh. Okay. There's probably, there's probably a lot, that's, probably a lot. I'm sure right. and that's, putting, and that's putting you on the spot. But when I say that there's gotta be something that just goes right into your, your brain of like, wow, this, this was the thing. Maybe, maybe not. There's still, I, I have two, two moments. Okay. Um, my first one is my red shirt sophomore year. The previous year I tore my ACL. Um, I came back the year later and it was the first time that we made it to the MAC conference um, in like three or four years. And then not only did we make it to the MAC conference, we upset like three teams in a row to make it to the MAC conference semifinals game. And I remember everybody, like no one thought that we were going to be there. Even on the TVs, it said like whatever team it was versus whatever other team it was. It did not say Buffalo. It was already predetermined. <laughs> but then there we were <laughs> playing in the semifinal game. And it was just like, I'm a sophomore coming back from this crazy injury. And, like, no one thought we would be there. I think that's probably one of the top experiences I remember from being at Buffalo. Awesome. No, that's good. That's great. And I think uh, I think that's what – and this is kind of leads into my next question. I think that's what make makes this conference kind of what it is. Um, you know, no matter the year, uh, you look back 10, 20 years, this past year, the MAC has always been that conference of, like, you never know what's going to happen. Talk a little bit about the kind of just kind of what you remembered about just playing the game, uh, you know, and in, in, in the conference and what the conference kind of stood for in your eyes. Of course. I mean, you know, my dad used to always say they play every game for a reason. You know, you never know. You can you think you know, but you never know. And I think that sort of was the definition of the Met conference to me. Um, every year, like you said, like things were so competitive and like you may think that oh, this team's always on top this year, but then, you know, they get beat by a team that you don't expect to, to have getting beaten by. Um, and I feel like that competitiveness really drove the Mac and really put us on the map out there. And I feel like like you have a lot of your major conferences and stuff and like the, what they call like the powerhouses. But when you look at the Mac conference and the level of competitiveness that we have, and you even see it, like I remember my junior year when Bowling Green made it to the Sweet 16. Sure. Everyone's thinking, you know, this little Mac team <laughs> is in here with us in the Sweet 16, but that just shows like the level of competitiveness that we had in the MAC and sort of like the skill level that we had in the MAC throughout those years. So I think that was, that's the thing I remember most as well. That's great. Um, I, I want to get back to a little bit of the Hall of Fame thing. I should have brought it up earlier, but how, I know that it was kind of shocking and, and you know, me giving you the call and, and that you, you're obviously honored, but did you know that you're just the second inductee to come from Buffalo? Probably. probably. I did not know that beforehand. <laughs> right. um, I did not know that beforehand. No, um, you, Nan Harvey is the yeah. other uh, inductee. And so just being the second uh, inductee from Buffalo, I mean, what does, when I say that, just what does that mean to you? <laughs> I mean, I'm proud. I'm proud to represent Buffalo. Um, I'm proud that I'm able to put Buffalo on the map 
and continue to put Buffalo on the map. What is it like 10, 12 years, 12 years later now, you know, and bring that conversation to Buffalo and especially Buffalo women's basketball that we're, we're a good program, you know, and we have competitive players. And so that, that, that means everything to me. Buffalo did so much and molded me as a person and a player that to be able to continue to put them on the map and give them their credit is, is awesome. Yeah, and, and Buffalo's obviously been no stranger to success uh, in the last, geez. I mean, back from when you were playing, I mean, every every team, right, has its ups and downs, but what Coach Jack did, uh, now Coach Becky Burke, uh, you know, just uh, they made the tournament this year when she had to overhaul a roster. I guess I, I know you talked a little bit about why you went to Buffalo, but being a student athlete at Buffalo and not just, um, yeah, I mean, obviously it goes without saying about their programs on the academic side, but why do you think that that's kind of kept a consistent thing at Buffalo? And, and, and I mean, it's, it's one team, it's one school that you kind of expect to see in the tournament every year nowadays, just, um, you know, what, what makes Buffalo a cool place? Why did you like going to school there and playing there? I think Buffalo sort of had the, it's a a perfect mix, you know, like you get, you get the opportunity to really be a student, really be an athlete. You know, some, some programs, it's very athlete heavy or some programs, you know, you just, they don't have the sort of investments that really make you feel like, you know, you're, you're a top athlete or a top tier athlete, but at Buffalo, you have both. And I think that's the lure of Buffalo is like, Hey, I know I can go here and be a really, really good student, but I can also go here and be a really good athlete and compete with some of the best teams in the nation you know, and get to go to the NCAA tournaments and get at large bids, you know, those kind of things happen in the MAC and at University of Buffalo that make it so special as a part of like being a mid-major school. I think that that's, that's the lure for it. When when you left Buffalo, um, you went overseas, right? You played a little bit overseas. Talk a little bit about that experience. You were, you were in Spain, right? Um, And just how was that, Someone from Cleveland, Ohio. I mean, I'm born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio. And then someone that went to Buffalo and then going out to Spain. Like, what what was that like? So it was a very interesting time. Um, so I took Spanish for like six, seven years. Even in college, I got to test out of the Spanish language. So I was like, oh, I told my agent, like, find me a place that's Spanish speaking because I'll be good, you know, playing over there, right? I was wrong. <laughs> how they speak Spanish and how you learn Spanish to totally different things. Um, so that was an interesting learning curve. Cause I'm, I'm all excited. Like, Oh, I'm going to be able to speak to everybody. And I was like, quickly learn that. No, you can't, but it was such a nice country. And it was so nice to be like immersed in a culture that was different than mine. Um, and what I'm used to like in the U S and I got to travel. I got to see all of Europe um, while I play basketball, something that I love to do. So I really enjoyed that opportunity and, and having that through basketball, you know, um, it was a great experience. And then, and then, you know, you kind of taking you through uh, for people that are listening out there, just uh, taking you through kind of your, your path, you, you went and you kind of maybe said, although this is a great experience that maybe you want to, I mean, how did you, you, you went into coaching, you came back to, to Buffalo and then I know you went to Louisiana Tech. Uh, just why? Uh, I just don't know why the stop. Why did you leave Spain? Um, why was it like maybe I want to get into coaching at that time? So as much as I love Spain and I love playing pro ball, um, I love Buffalo even more, to be honest. And having the opportunity to coach at my alma mater 
and give back to like young women and student athletes in women's basketball um, that had given so much to me over my past five years there. You know, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't say no to that kind of opportunity. Um, I think that was that was the most sort of joyful moment, like getting that call as well. Like, hey, we want you to come back and coach at Buffalo. You know, um, having that opportunity to give back to some student athletes is, is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, do you still follow the game pretty closely? Yeah. Yeah. So I want to ask, uh, I had the opportunity to, so Cleveland hosts the women's final four next year. And so this past year, um, or, you know, you always do site visits and everything. So I was, uh, had my, uh, well, this was my second women's final four because Cleveland hosted it, uh, when I first started, but, um, the, I was in Dallas and I saw the women's final four and I knew it was a huge event, but I think this year more than any other year that the game of college women's basketball is just, it's taking off. It's quite honestly, it is taking off. I'm sure you watched it. I mean, what, what, where do you just see the game right now and, and just how big it truly has gotten. And it should have been this big years ago, but I feel like being at the final four and players like Caitlin Clark and you know, what LSU was able to do. And uh, I mean, it was an exciting atmosphere. The place was packed. Just do you think it's ever been as, I mean, popular as it is now. And I mean, we're, I, I, I don't see any end in sight. I mean, they keep growing. Right. Right. No, I was there too. I was at that final four oh, also nice. in Dallas. Um, yeah. And it was an amazing atmosphere. And I've been to many final fours before, like Baton Rouge, the one they had down in um, New Orleans. I was there for that one. And it is it, it, the, the interest, you know, women's basketball has always been competitive. It's always been a good show. It's always been something that's entertaining for those who, who watch it, mm-hmm. but getting the sort of national platform, to buy in. I think that's the difference. And you see that, like, like you said, with the final four this year, it was a national platform buy-in. Everybody wanted to see what was going to happen. And I think that's, that's the space that's changing women's basketball, um, getting that buy-in and having those like electrifying players and dynamic players that show up and play out every game. And now, you know, Caitlin Clark is a household name. Angel Reese is a household name now. And those kind of players really bringing basketball to the forefront and women's basketball to the forefront. Yeah, no doubt. It was, it was, um, it was electric inside that building. There is no doubt. Uh, yes. Everyone's on their feet. I mean, I, I think, I, I think Cleveland is, uh, I think we're going to be, we're, we're very lucky that um, next year that the Mac and, and the city of Cleveland is hosting the women's final four. I think we're catching things at a, at a very good time. It should be electric at uh, rocket mortgage field house. There's, there's no doubt. So yes. we're very excited for uh that event to come you you'll be there you're already planning on yes, that i will okay. be there okay. yep. awesome so to my so, hometown i have to be there <laughs> yeah absolutely and and you know how that building is you've been able to play in that building and um right and, and to go see it I, i'm I, you know they're gonna put on a show we're gonna can't wait to host it um so tell me a little bit about kind of what you're doing now um you know out of out of basketball but uh you know Bring us up to speed on, on your career path and, and what you currently do. Yeah. So um, after I finished coaching, I got my master's in electrical engineering. Um, and now I work in Samsung, um, Samsung Electronics, and I basically get to design computer chips. Um, I think there's an interview from me like way back when, when I first started at Buffalo, and I was like, oh, I want to be like a hardware computer chip designer. So I was like, mm, 
I don't know if that's really going to actually ever happen. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's, that's my day to day. I get to work on designing computer chips for cars, Tesla, or like chips that go on Intel computers, Apple phones, all that stuff. Um, so it's, it's like extremely difficult, but <laughs> a very rewarding job. Yeah I, was gonna, yeah, I was going to say that sounds, I mean, that's, that's, uh, sounds like a very stressful, but extremely important job. Um, what, what was your, <laughs> I mean, you said you had this article back in the day, like what, why have you always had an interest in that? Um, uh, I think, I don't know, even when I was younger, I always wanted to like take stuff apart and figure out like how it works and then build it myself. Um, I remember when Lego Mindstorms first came out and it was like the first thing that you can actually program. Like I begged my parents to get that for me for Christmas. And I was like, I don't want anything else. Like this is the only thing I want. <laughs> and I got it on Christmas day. And like, I played with it for like maybe two days straight trying to figure it out and like build all these things. And I, I was always curious about how technology works and who designed this and how, how they made it work. Um, and that, that curiosity kind of never left. Well, what has been the coolest project in your mind that you've been able to work on is there one that sets apart um, is there anything that you're like uh, wow i can't believe i was a part of that like just from where you sit and what you've wanted to do or is it the overall like this is what i said i was going to do and i'm out here doing it i think a, a, a big part of it is the overall um I, I, that i actually accomplished you know what i said i was going to do sure. and i think in the smaller piece of it um, getting to see the things that I design, like in cars nowadays or in like in your phone nowadays, like I have an iPhone, I've designed one of the chips that go in here um, and, and getting to use what I've, what I've worked on is, is pretty cool. That's awesome. Uh, I think that just the last thing I have is, you know, um, again, I, I, I asked you right at the start of this, what, um, you know, how excited or how honored you were to be given that call, but I want to give you just kind of the, the platform of, of, you know, those that thanking those and, and just honestly what it mean, meant to you and all the people that maybe uh, during your playing time and at Buffalo and, and everything, just what that, what that has meant to you. Uh, gosh, there's so probably so many people that I can thank and say like, I mean, everyone, everyone that I've ever encountered at Buffalo gave me some sort of stepping stone, um, you know, to get this accomplishment and to, to get to even where I am today. Uh, I think above him, the, <clears throat> my parents, for sure. Um, they've been the most supportive people throughout my entire life and still like today. Um, they, without them, obviously I wouldn't exist, but I would not be as successful as I am. Um, my coaches, Coach Julie Solis, who was at Solon High School, was the first one that believed in me. Um, and then Coach Linda Hill McDonald. She, uh, she saw me when I was just, six foot, probably 130 pounds and said, no, you could, you could, you could be a special basketball player at D1, uh, which is probably crazy for someone to believe, but you know, she did it. Um, and all of the academic staff I had at UB, they, they allowed me the opportunity um, to be able to graduate, get my engineering degree and still be a successful basketball player. You know, that flexibility that they gave me to, um, to still accomplish all the goals I wanted to do. And all of our support staff from like our academic advisors to our trainers, to our Dobo Paya, like everybody that I came in touch with, like I said, um, gave me a stepping stone in some sort of way. So thank you all. 
Yeah. And I, that brought up two small things. I know I, I thought I was going to be done, but it, it just came up. I think, <laughs> I think I have one more question and, and for I'll lead into, I think what's really cool about your story is obviously you've had, you had this awesome, successful career on the court, but I think that people often today's times, right. They, you're, you're not just a basketball player, right. You're not just a basketball player. There's not just athletes out there like you're someone you you wanted to do go you were, you were successful on and off the court and you did something that you really wanted to do and stuck with it now you're at samsung and that's what you wanted to do and you brought that up earlier i guess just what would be your advice to current student athletes to hey this is important school's important like go after these other things you know after your career just do you have anything of just um you know, anything that yeah. you share with today's kind of student athlete? Yeah. I mean, time, time in college goes by really fast. You know, you may, you may be in the middle of it now thinking it's not going to go by fast, but you'll look back five years from now and say, man, I wish I would have done this or I wish I would have done that. And I think when I was a student athlete and the advice I wish someone would have told me is do it. You know, it may be hard, it may be challenging, it may be difficult, you may feel like you're not going to get through it, but you will. You're already a student athlete, so you know how to persevere, you know how to be determined, you know how to grit things through. Just stick to it and do it if you want to do it. This is the opportunity and this is the time. That's great. And again, it, it's it's really cool that just um, to, to, to hear about what you're doing now and um, you know, oftentimes I think it's really cool just to hear like, Hey, I'm doing this. And it's not, it's not continuing basketball. I mean, there's a lot of people out there across whatever sport in the Mac and um, tons of student athletes that they've gone on to do huge things and it's not necessarily on the court. So it's refreshing that you, you had that experience, but that you're, you know, you're doing what you set out that you always wanted to do. So that's for me to hear that while talking to you and to hear just like, Hey, from the light, from the time of the Legos to the time of uh, building chips for iPhones and Teslas, I mean that's that's awesome stuff. So really, really <laughs> cool to hear. Um, Courtney, thank I want to thank you again. Uh, congrats again on, on being in, uh, inducted and part of the 2023 uh, Mac Hall of Fame class. You know, look forward to keep in touch with you and and again, like uh, ho hope to see you in Cleveland for the for the honors dinner. Uh, but you know, uh, hopefully, um, you know this. We we keep following you from Max circles, from Buffalo circles, and uh, see you doing big things. Awesome! Thank you very much for the call. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Take care. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye.